Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, where there is no baseball and there is no talking. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, brought to you by SeatGeek. My name is Jimmy. Jake, take in. I thought you were taking your pulse. You're just stretching over there. Uh, and uh, Trev with the glasses on, looking great. BBD in the corner. And we're doing a labor pod discussion today because it's bad. How hot in the streets is baseball, Jake? Ooh. Uh, it got hot over the weekend, but like bad hot. Like... Like driving through, driving through Nevada in summer, and your uh, tops out in the E zone. Um, oh man, we uh, we hit the bad place. We we were kind of wondering where this was, and it was it was kind of part of the allure. We talked secret deals for a while. We talked, um, you know, peaceful negoci- negotiations. Everyone had kind of been friendly until kind of. This past week, when uh, the players had to come out get their message across, we turned down the negotiator, and the owner said they were going to offer. Then they didn't offer, so we uh, we have hit it. Um, and so people are probably hitting up the number one labor pot in the world uh, to get their to get their stuff. So I'm uh, I'm generally well. Shaved my goatee. Uh, sorry about oh it. God. I know, Trev. It's okay. Was that a celebration or sadness? That was a celebration. I think Jimmy hit it on the head last episode when he said people who don't know you like are going to treat you differently than you actually are because you look, I mean, for lack of a better term, like a scumbag. Hmm. Hmm. You're not a scumbag. No better term. Now. Not all the time. It was a bad look. But I, I, I was going to offer if he kept it that you and I, Trev, would go goatees on Wednesday. But he shaved. So I don't think I could do that. You would have. I've done some dumb stuff with my facial hair before. I don't have the best. Like mine's not like super um, thick. Hmm. You know, it's everywhere. I'm not patchy, but it's not like a real thick beard. So my, it doesn't look great when I style it all up. I think you would have looked great. How are you, Trevor? You know, I wanted to talk a little bit about the alumni game. Mm. I have kind of a funny story from that. I'm doing great here. I'm a little sore from that. I, I, I put out a tweet. I pitched two innings, gave it five runs. Not good. Got knocked around. First inning was good. All those runs were in the second inning, mind you. Uh, but pregame, I'm out there. I'm warming up. And I, I recognize a guy, like another alumni, who usually pitches in the game. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do two innings or maybe three. Like, how many you're gonna, are you going to do? He's like, I'll do two or three. I'm like, okay. We're trying to piece together the, the pitching plan. Yeah, pitching path pitching to victory. Path to victory. Exactly. And so he's playing catch with this guy who I, I don't recognize. But the ball is humming out of this guy's hand. I kind of, like, take a double take. And I'm like, hey, like, maybe he's, like, a recent alumni who went to college and grew and got bigger whatever like the ball is absolutely hissing out of this guy's mm-hmm. hands so i go you want to pitch today and he kind of looks at me like i'm a like i'm an idiot mm. and um i'm like no like we need we need pitching like you you're you have an arm like holy crap 
And my buddy looks at me and goes, hey, that's, uh, that's Tony Gonsolin. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, Tony, I'd like you to pitch, but you don't have to pitch in our high school alumni game. But, hey, dude, it's like I kind of forget what, like, speed is real shit looks like coming out of the hand and then you see it and you're like oh okay what was catterday doing at the crusty high school alum game i think he was buddies with one of the alumni he came to throw a little bit uh, one of the guys caught a bullpen for him it was like a throw day for him he just came down but like i didn't really like, just like recognize him right away you know he's in street clothes he didn't have any dodger apparel he didn't on have like the mustache and the long hair no he just kind of i was like man this guy is electric guys if he had like was clean shaven or just a normal full beard and without the long hair when people have signature looks and then they erase them you don't know what they actually look like you know like jake without the goatee i don't know who he is anymore i just know him as goatee guy pack Yo, of cigarettes squatting so on much the corner. better hawk and loogies did tony gonson give you some love i mean trevor ploof 106 bangers? Sounds like you just laughed at him for not knowing him. Uh, Why don't you throw that right back in his face so you don't know me? I don't know if you knew me or not. To be honest yeah. with you. We'll see. Uh, but I, I, I did throw like a lot pregame to get like loose. I got to do that. And he mentioned that. He's like, you just threw way too much in the bullpen. You're not going to be able to get through two innings. And <laughs> surely. Mm. He was right. Fucking alpha. The so were the through. kids just wearing you out, dude? Who was the youngest person to get a hit off you in the alumni game? And how much did it make you mad? I don't know. Like, the first inning, I was good. I'm telling you. I struck two guys out, like, went through the heart of their order, and then I just got tired, man. I didn't have any zip. My ball was flat. I'll put some videos out. Uh, any, but they yeah. do. My, I want to shout out one kid. They got a freshman at, his, at our high school, and his name is Diego Velasquez, and he is an absolute stud. Okay. Reminds me of me. DV. Wow. And you guys know uh, how much I love myself. Ooh. Uh, Trev, did you get any balls right back to you? PFP? I did. I'm gonna, I got a video. I'm going to put it out today. Okay. All right. Wow. You make a play? I'll put the video. Oh, wow. Mm, suspect. <laughs> it's a little I sus just want to point out that this is like what an egotistical pod we got going here. I mean, we all are wearing our name on our shirt. That's ridiculous. Wow. That is funny. Wow. BBD. What what's your guys? What's your guys depict your name as? Media company. Uh, Onomatopoeia for Trev. Insult yeah. for you. Sucks. All right. Well. All right. Super Bowl is coming up, and there's SeatGeek. And if you want to go to the game, you can use code Talk, and you get twenty dollars off tickets at SeatGeek. Oh. This whole show is brought to you by SeatGeek. They're very good friends with us. I have actually a new idea that I'm going to tell SeatGeek. I won't share it with you guys, but I'm excited about it. I won't share. I'll share it with you guys. I won't share it with the public yet, in case it doesn't happen. Code Talk and twenty dollars off your first SeatGeek order. They rank all the tickets to make sure you're getting the best deal you can. Zero to ten. Green means good. Go buy them. Red means bad deal. Stop. Get away. So thanks to SeatGeek. Now in order to buy baseball tickets, there needs to be a season, Trev. And I, it came to a crashing halt. Everything. Over the weekend or last week. And I mean, it kind of, a, I, I'm not like really, really in, in the weeds here. Cause I'm so just disgusted by it all. But the basic, like basic, basic, basic summary for anyone else that doesn't under, know anything about what's been happening is 
The MLBPA countered. MLB said, we will get back to you. And then instead of countering, they said, well, why don't we go to a third-party mediator to settle this? Uh, and then the MLBPA said, no, we don't need that. Like, we made you an offer. Respond to it. And then MLB said, we are not countering to your offer, even though they had said they would. And MLB is trying to play the media game very hard, but they're record scratch or like, oh my God, I'm so shocked noise behind the times. And their tactics are just very empty and transparent and not hitting the actual public. So I think the owners and the league obviously have looked kind of bad this whole time, but I, I think like my dad's generation who kind of like isn't in the weeds, but like, well, I don't, I don't get it. It's like, you know, well, fuck that looks bad. Like complete turning point. Cause it looks awful for the owners in the league. A lot of people have been mentioning how, you know, it's not as easy for MLB to control the narrative as everybody has a platform. Now you have your social media and you're able to say things and you know, there are, everyone can have their opinion. So I don't necessarily doubt that, that that's a big factor and maybe why some of the public opinion is swayed towards the players. I really think what's going on is the players are just galvanized. You know, I talked to one guy, he made a really good point, um, current player. And he said, the reason that we're so adamant about getting to the table and hammering something out that's mutual, mutually beneficial is of the way we got treated in 2020. And I was like thinking, I was like, yeah, that was really bad. But like, what, like what, what was so bad? You know, I know you guys wanted to play more games and all that stuff. I understand that. And he said, exactly. He said, in 2020, we got paid, you know, two-thirds of our salary or half of our salary, and we had to give extended postseason. He's like, we got, we got absolutely screwed. He goes, they're trying to do the exact same thing now. Let's push them. Let's wait. Let's, end, let's shorten the season this year, and then let's expand the playoffs. He's like, we are stronger and more unified than ever because we know how we got treated in 2016 and then 2020. And that's kind of why you're seeing all these guys take to their social media. It's not to make some like cool, like, you know, uh, hashtag trend or something like that. Like they're guys are really pissed. Like they want, they want to play ball. They want to play a full season. They want to negotiate when, when you don't play a full season, you don't get paid your full salary. This is their job. This is their livelihood. And they know that that's being threatened. And you got to think about the guys who maybe this was their year that they're going to get to go through arbitration and they, they're going to make half of what they are supposed to make. And then maybe next year they get released. And then what's it all, what's it all for? So like there is a strong bond right now, like there always is, but I just feel like guys are seeing, they are seeing that being unified and, and, and wanting to get to the table means something and they're just expressing it on their own. Yeah, man, I, uh, I've kind of entered the dark place. I, you know, I know we've been flip flopping on 
pessimistic Monday or Wednesdays and kind of kind of to the tune of baseball. They, uh, man, you know, now the, the news this morning, Labor Secretary Marty Walsh throwing his hat in the game. I'd, I'd also like to throw my hat in the game. Um, that guy needs to chill out. I, you know, Marty says he's willing to get involved. I, too, am willing to get involved uh, if if both sides want me to get in. So I'll, I'll try to do my best on it. But, man, I, uh, you know, the shower is a dark place for me. And episode cuts out. Um, I kind of let myself go. And I... Mm, the goatee. I think we're, I think we're going to head heavy into this. Um, cause man, uh, the games, both sides think the games scare each other. And once that April or opening day was supposed to be what April one or March 31st this year. Uh, once we cross that, like it's going to be dark. It's going to be heavy. It's like there, neither side is going to do a two week scramble after we miss that. Um, to be like, oh, we're starting to miss games. Like, let's get this figured out. No, both sides think that's their strongest leverage. So they're going to try to icebox each other as hard as possible. Um, like, I'm I'm prepared. And again, hopefully Wednesday's optimistic episode. But like, I, I think we're going to be midsummer, like waiting for games. I, I, think, I think we've hit the ugly point where these sides... We've hoped that there's been a point of communication. We've talked about secret talks. Those don't exist. Ben Franklin's here. Um, that's an inside the office joke right now. But, uh, man, it's, uh, I, I don't know. Both, both sides have their leverage. We, we thought there was some progress. Trev, I know you've got your little birdies out there. I've got my little birdies out there. And kind of like you were saying before, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a mix. Like you get some feedback that there were some positive talks going on. Uh, but this last one where the owners didn't counter back, it felt like almost like the trust was like these sides hated each other and there never was trust. But at the same time, it felt like trickling through these negotiations. There was a little bit. Like, you know, each side had been at the table and we're kind of doing this together. I think that fully got thrown out. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I'll, you know, see you guys July 4th. Get ready. Opening day. <laughs> I think that was all hogwash, though. The, 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 positive, the positivity that was on social media from people meeting, you know, for a couple hours, uh, two days in a row. Every single tweet that said it was positive was followed up by the fact that they didn't touch on any core economic issues. It was all side shit. So we never really got like real good news. And like we know from talking to people, I know from being involved in the meetings, like there is no love between these two sides, like zero. And that, you know, we knew that a big fight like this, I guess, was coming. But to see it come, you know, and, and be in the thick of it now sucks, dude. And that's, and like, these dudes, the owners, MLB, they're willing to start the season late. You know, it's going to be a small financial setback for them. But, they, but like, like I just said, there are guys who, like, this is, they've worked their entire lives. And now this is their chance to make some money for their families. And they're going to be making a fraction of that because the season's going to start late. MLB's banking on those players being like, uncle, like I need to, this is my window and we're, we're sitting out here. Uh, 
that's the kind of people we're dealing with. Like they, they want to put people in that position. Uh, but I just, I think it's too strong right now. And people, like I said, I've told you guys this from the get go, every single time the players meet, it's, it's us versus them. We are in this together and it's a unified statement from start to finish. So it could get real ugly here, man. Like real ugly. Well, I don't know the next steps. Well, that's, I don't think anyone knows the next step because what the hell's the I next step either. when MLB says they're not going to counter? And say, okay, we'll accept it then. They're, the owners are meeting up this week, uh, Tuesday through Thursday, uh, with the hope, well, the players are hoping, with the hope that the owners' three-day meeting we're golfing, right? We're just golfing. Um, the the owner's three-day meeting leads to finally a counteroffer. Where are they meeting? I believe, and I will research this while we talk, but I believe they're meeting in three separate locations. I think there's like an Arizona, they moved to Dallas, and they moved to Florida or something. Like that. that could be wrong. What Please do you mean? Me you mean all 30 are going to meet in one area, and then they're all going to travel together? Or are you saying there's three different I'm gonna sections? I'm going to check it out. And they all like three comments from Zooming together. The fact that came in my head is scary, and maybe that was during the dark shower times, but I believe... I love a good dark shower. That was the last update. All those lawyers are just going to get together. They're going to play Wordle. Mm. They might play some golf. They're going to talk about the the bored apes they're going to buy. Talk about their NFT purchases. They're- the room that they're meeting in is going to suck, which is you wouldn't oh. think so because they're all billionaires mm. or millionaires, you know, and then you'd think it'd be nice. But, you know, even, even presidents Bad, meet like in hallways. Snacks, probably. Uh, so know, then man. they're going to talk and then they're going to say, let's ask for more. And then they're going to come back out. That's the thing, man. The owners literally, and I was getting upset with the updates. I'm, I'm happy the PA, let me figure out how in the order in which I want to talk about what everything I just said. It's <laughs> <laughs> too much going on. Uh, one, I'm happy that the PA said no to the third party, the federal uh, mediator, because obviously that's just a public trap by the owners to 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 act like they're trying to meet in the middle to the public knowing that anytime you get like a federal third person they're going to sign with the fucking billionaires and because there's been like precedent set by the past dealings and those past dealings are nothing but the owners fucking over the players so any third party arbiters like well based on the last couple things that you guys has agreed upon this would be the natural succession so like the players knew they'd just get like roasted by this third party guy based on what they've already like established. And that's exactly what they're trying to change. So I'm happy the PA just straight up said no to that. I think it was pretty obvious uh, the reasons why they did the updates we were getting before some of the things that the PA was supposedly like agreeing to. I was shocked because the owners were asking for more like the, the league said, Hey, and this is obviously me paraphrasing the legal words, but according to the reports, this is true. I'm just going to use silly, jokey, paraphrase sentence that the league said, hey, we know you don't like how we manipulate the service time of young players. 
if you want us to stop manipulating the service time of young players, why don't you give us more draft picks if the service time manipulation stops and that player wins an award? That was their, like, fix. Like, hey, I know we've been cheating you out of money and you want it to stop, but it's only going to stop as if when we do stop cheating you out of money, you give us a tip for not stealing money from you. Like, that was the spirit of the first couple offers in, in some of the ways. And it's it's just so disheartening and stupid. What What's so messed up is we have, like, actual evidence, like multiple cases of evidence of teams manipulating service times. We have the guy who's the Mariners idiot that, like, <laughs> Did the Rotary Club thing? I mean, that is like proof. Hey, that was good content. So I don't know the white, white. What was his name? White Walker Eyes Matthews. White Walker Eyes. Say it again, BBD. Mather. Oh, yeah. yeah, he resigned. Dude, but like, you could. That's out there, and like, we should have him on the show. Doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Oh. They, uh, by the way, they're meeting in Orlando, um, through Tuesday, through thir- Tuesday through Thursday. Not sure where. Why Orlando? Not sure where I got, I got my. They're cross. always in Orlando. Why? People There's not it. even. Oh, is that where golf. winter? That's where winter meetings were supposed to be. It's good golf. Maybe. Maybe they already had some hotels. Man, I stayed at a nice hotel in Orlando, so maybe they're gonna stay at a nice hotel. Yeah, you get a good hotel. But there's not even a team in Orlando. Is that no. why? I don't know why they meet there. Yeah, like Jake said, there's probably good golf. Great They're going to go to Disney centers. World with their families and stay at the Four Seasons there. Nah, Orlando's kind of like, it's not like a paradise. So I'm. it's a little, I was I, I was going to react. And like, if they said like, you know, Wichita, I'd be like, all right, they're getting shit done. And then if they said Miami, I'd be like, okay. That's why they picked Orlando. That's why. They're it's fucking the, it's with the you. Middle, it's a perfect yeah. middle ground. Like yeah. they could get work done in Orlando, but they're not. Yeah. I, I got to be honest with you. I, I'm kind of a big fan of Orlando. Okay. Okay, great. You got maybe, kids. Maybe I just had a great time and it's like it just hit that button for me that mm-hmm. one time. But if I went back to her, maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. I met Cal Ripken in Orlando and Danny Age during the strike of 1994. Look at that. It was like three weeks after the strike ended. They both went to uh, Disney and I, I met him. Cal Ripken almost uh, landed on me. I came down the slide. Cal Ripken almost clobbered me my dad it's like hey he punched your dad punched him in the face and then and then my it's dad and then my dad recognized him then i went and took a picture in front of him big guy cal okay yeah he is a big guy bigger guy dan he is he's Danny, a big guy danny strange i uh i'm shocked when 90, i hear about people recognizing people like a for good the, little a good little read on the internet yes um, you know, we talked about the lockout and like, why did the owners lock the players out? It makes zero sense. Like as a business decision, I was trying to come up with a, a meme for this, Jake, and I just couldn't do it. Ah. So I put the, I put it down. I think that's the best. It was good, right? What? You come right Passing? away. Don't force it. Oh. Don't force it. We're still talking memes or what? Anyways. Thinking about the lockout and how dumb of a business decision that is by the owners, like literally taking your product away from your customers. Like nobody makes that business decision ever, except, except 
they've seen this play out before. There's a reason they locked the players out. Now, if they, for people who don't know, the owners chose to lock the players out. They could have continued to operate under the old CBA and still negotiated. We could even start the season under the old CBA. Obviously, the players have to agree to that. We could still negotiate. Everything could start on time. People could come to spring training. You wouldn't have to have all these families talking about canceling their trips. Um, you know, your season ticket holders are going to get to see opening day at the right time. Like, there's all these things. They could have done this. But the reason they didn't, and it came apparent to me after reading a tweet, was if they were to start the season under that CBA, and then they got to July, they start to lose their leverage. It's a leverage play for them. When we get to July, then the leverage would switch over to the players. The players don't want this, but at that point, the players could strike and threaten the postseason. Now, like I said, players want to be on the field. This is just something they could have done, and the owners foresaw that because they are smart people. And they're like, no, if we lock them out now, they can't start the season until we get a deal in place if the lockout's here. So no leverage for the players. It's all business and leverage with these guys. And they're willing to take their product off the field from their customers to maintain their leverage. It's, it's something, man. So Trev, I mean, Jakey dark times here and I'll play uh, devil's advocate. Maybe don't fully know that phrase. Um, Trev, we just went through a season, like you mentioned, and part of the reason the players are mad. We did a 60 game sprint with expanded playoffs. We know the owners and expanded playoffs is like their biggest win and want from this. We never got the numbers or the books back uh, from the owners on the 2020 season. What if they're anchored up and it's part of the reason that the owners are ready to let this dip into games that they're like, well, we already know if we do 60 games with expanded playoffs, we're going to make XYZ plus fans in the stands um, and some stuff like that. Like, wouldn't the owners be super prepared for that? And isn't that still a win for them if they get their expanded playoffs? Like, they don't care about the season? Well, that's what I'm saying is they don't, they don't necessarily care about uh, the money they'll lose in the short term if they get uh, a CBA that they like and they get the expanded playoffs. Like, they'll miss some games for that. But on the flip side, if they started the season, this is ha- this was what happened in '94. That's why you know you said Cal Ripken in '94. You start the season and then the players strike. Well, now you lost all your leverage and you lose. You're losing that playoff money, and that's you know they do not like that. So that's where we're at with this. It's just become such a tactical, tactical uh, negotiation, and we're, we're just seeing it play out. And I'm happy we're talking about it because. I know I'm pro player. I get that. Uh, but, but why do you think that players, is? If the players do something really stupid, I'll talk about it. We've done that before. And and I, I'm, I'm, I'm scared for them a little bit right now. And I'll tell you why. Do you remember when they did the uh, when and where thing? And we were like, love that. We're like, let's go players. When and, yeah, where. That and then MLB was like, okay, here's the stipulations. Like, let's go. Same and off. The players like, oh, go. shit. We don't like, yeah. we don't like that. Never yeah. mind. I'm scared that's going to happen again right now with, we're at the table. That's the new hashtag at the table. Mm. Well, now they're going to meet, they're going to come with some bullshit offer and they're going to say, 
We're at the table too. Where I don't think, at? I think if I was to knock on MLBPA's door, I would say no more slogans. No Stop with the hashtags. <laughs> this isn't 2010. That's what, some of this stuff was really I, genuine, and that's what resonated with people. Like Scherzer, what Scherzer said. Yes. Like, really resonated. Yes. And dude, Ty, Tyone's out there. He's on Twitter. Like, But like, stop with the hashtags. See, I'm going to disagree a little bit there. And especially, why aren't we taking this to TikTok? Why don't we have the lockout dance? If we want to put <laughs> pressure on the owners, if we had all the players doing the same lockout dance, like maybe there's, there's a key and you got to... You like know. they're like they're cuffed, chuffed, and that goes viral. That's how the owners feel it. They're all on TikTok. I I think was it Wainwright. I don't want to say it wrong. Um, I read a tweet from a player. I talked about it before the show with you guys, and I I don't want to get it wrong. Um. Yeah, I will say while you look, it is pretty funny because, you know, Scherzer did have a fantastic tweet that we're all talking about. We want a system where threshold and penalties don't function as caps, allows younger players to realize more of their market value, make service time manipulation a thing of the past, and eliminate taking as a winning strategy. Beautiful tweet. 10 of 10. Crushed it, Mad Max. I will say he's not a big tweeter. Uh, so, yeah, like four tweets down from that, it has his when and where tweet, and it's like, huh, memories. Mm. Bad times. You know, we have, I don't really want to get into this, but I have to. We have a guy in our chat, Midnight Maverick. What's up, dude? He's talking about players making six figures and you got to stop crying because that's a lot of money to mm. make. Look, I understand that. Making six figures, uh, half a million bucks in one year is nuts. And people, would, you know, there's a lot of people that are not even sniffing that. I understand that. The thing people have to remember is, you get paid below poverty wages in the minor leagues. Okay. And you have to work your way up and work jobs in the off season. Most people have to do that. I was fortunate enough to have a bonus helped me out a ton. Not everyone's like that. You work your way up and then you have such a finite window to make money. You've given your entire life to go reap the benefits of becoming an elite uh, player in your field. And if you're going to miss half a season and not get that extra money, like that's a big deal to people. 500 grand and you work 10 years to get that. Like, think about it. It's not, it's not that you have to realize it's, it's a small window and it takes a long time to make money. And what MLB is doing now is it's having more guys than any other professional league making a league minimum that hasn't risen with the, with inflation. Like, there are more guys making a league minimum. They're trying to extend the control. They're, once you start to make any sort of money, you get axed. It's a bad system right now. That's why players are asking for more uh, when guys first get to the biggies. They need them to get paid more because there's more guys like that. They're using those guys. Like, it's – I understand it seems like a lot of money, but, like, there's taxes, and it takes a long time to make it, and you have to average that over all those years. It's just – Talk to guys that played two years in the big leagues and ask them how much they walked away from the game with. I mean, I don't even, I mean, everything you're saying is 100%. I just hate that you even have to say that because it's just like common sense that you, people just want what they're worth. And, and, and clearly yeah, the industry and that's, that's is, the ma clearly the industry is making like a ton of money and some players are, and dude, you know what? Fuck. I hate the people that are like, you're just playing a kid's game. It's like, it's not like 
Trev, it's not like you just... I'm going to scream that at a Broadway show. Right? <laughs> Dude, like it's... This is for kids! I don't... Dude, I just don't get... I just don't... I just... We're just catering to the dumb when we even argue this, but it's like... It's not like Trev and I had the same fucking childhood and played baseball every day and um, I just decided I didn't want to play professional baseball and play a kid's game, and Trev decided he did. It's like, oh, I think Trev put a lot more work and effort and decided that this was going to be the career path he was going to fucking try and achieve and put all of his hard work into. Like, Trev probably worked harder to become a big league baseball player than I've ever worked at anything, besides maybe building this company. But that's the same thing. And And then, so that's their, that's the fuck, it's, I hate when people say, they're just playing a kid's game. It's like, well, they're not literally kids playing game. It's the best of the best that put their entire life into this being their career. And when they finally reach the pinnacle, they should get a slice of the pie that they deserve. But I mean, it's just, that's just, that's just arguing. Anyone that doesn't agree with us just isn't going to agree with us. So I feel like it's wasted breath. You're not going to change anyone's opinion on that. Either you're just like a kind of someone who just sits back and yells things or you have a brain. Well, I mean, people just associate, you know, you think about Major League Baseball, you think about Mookie Betts and you think Mm -hmm. about uh, Bryce Harper's deal and you're like, holy shit, these guys are rich. Look at the cars they drive. Go into a clubhouse, dude, and talk to like the team. Like there's like one or two guys that are, you know, doing it like that. Okay, everybody else is fighting for everything they got. And, and especially nowadays, like I said, there's so many guys that are the one to three year dudes in there and they're just trying to hang on because they know it took so long to get there and this is their shot. It's, you know, I talked to, I talked to guys like, like Flaherty, for example. You know, like 2020, they make whatever percentage. And now like 2022, like he's probably not going to make his full thing. Like it's, this is his window, you know, and like it's getting taken away from him. And it's, I know he's like in a better position than a lot of other people because he's going to have a long career in the big leagues. But, you know, I feel for these guys, dude. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but mm. that's a, I can't say that anymore. There's no way you can say that anymore. Beating, beating a, a dead, dead horse? horse? Yeah, I take that back. Why can't you, you say that anymore? Say that. I don't know, but I just know you can't. Our grandkids think, won't be able to say it, but you probably we can can't say, say like that. beating a dead dog because people like dogs more than horses. I think when you're saying people you're beating a dead horses. horse, like people, people, people are telling you to stop doing it when they're saying you're beating a dead horse. So I think the way we use it's fine. I don't. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel. Like, I feel like there's some reason you can't say that word. Or don't that have statement. to beat a dead corpse. Kind of the same thing. <laughs> I feel like that would even be fine. I was just, I was just, I was just looking at some of the old Stanford baseball rosters thinking how different it would have been if me and Trev went that route instead of going to pro ball. You chose to go into electrical, you chose to go into electrical supplies. Well, it would have been crazy because like Trev's mentioned, Jed Lowry was there. Do we kick him to the bench? And like Sam Fold was in the outfield. Like, does that. Do I get kicked out there because I was still an outfielder a little bit? But I wouldn't bet on any of that, Jim. 
You, Jed, and Sam Fold just uh, running a baseball team right now. That's what would be happening. Yes. It was originally flogging a dead horse, which makes more sense because they said the politician didn't know he was flogging a dead horse because that's when you hit him with the whip to try and make him run faster. So, like, you're trying to get something done. You didn't realize the horse was dead. Beating a dead horse. You're kind riding of sh- a horse and you don't know it's dead? That's apparently the... I the mean, side. that seems impossible. Well, maybe they're trying to wake the horse up and just fucking flogging it. I don't know. You can bet on that and much more at DraftKings. This is a podcast coming to you from the DraftKings studios here in Manhattan. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code JOHNBOY. Get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Rams, Trev? Do you see the graphic they put out? You versus India, like you as a Rams fan. Oh, man. You're player. Like, a player, yeah. Player. Oh, player, yeah. Uh, so you bet just $5, you win 280 in free bets if your team wins. Promo code John Boy at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. This is the long one. Here we go. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler in Tennessee. Call or text TN Redline 1 800 889 9789. In Connecticut, call 888 789 7777. Visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 8778 HOPE NY or text HOPE NY 467 369. Well, timey next time. We're starting to find it. I do want to dispel a little bit of the notion of this whole. The only one losing, really losing, is the fans. Mm-hmm. And I think, for the most part, that is true. Like, we're like fans are just sitting here, like, can you guys just fucking get it together so we can watch some baseball? Like, we are, we are fans of your sport. Can you just go play your sport? Um, but the game, I, be, I believe this. I really truly believe this. If the players get a fair deal, and we do some of those things that Scherzer was talking about. We've, you know, fix the competitiveness. We don't allow tanking. We get all the best players on the field. So we stop manipulating service time. That's a better product for the fans. Like think about all the teams, like fans of teams now that go to the park, knowing their team is actively trying to lose. That's what six or seven teams every year. And tick. And if players are making more money, that has zero correlation to ticket prices. And all the stuff inside has, as player salaries have gone down, which they have decreased, you know, the average salary in the biggest has decreased over the last five years. Have ticket prices gone down? No, the owners don't care about that. So I want fans to be able to watch baseball. I totally am on that side of things. I, I think they deserve that, and it, but it should be the best baseball we can put out there. And right now we're just not doing it. It's very clear that we're not putting the best product on the field at all times. And really that's what fans deserve. Not some, not some, Hey, we're going to rebuild for five years and just absolutely suck. Like that, that ain't it, man. So we're trying to be put the best product on the field. The only, the only problem is that it, the strategy does work. You, you know, you saw the Cubs it has worked a few times, has worked a few times, but the Cubs have done it. The Astros have done it. And like, like, and who else? Uh, right. Well. Like the Orioles have been bad for a while. It's, yeah, yeah. No, the yeah. White Sox just did it. The White Sox did it. And and they're decent now. But they're not, they didn't win a World Series. Yeah, yeah. When they traded Sale, that was the start of their. Yeah, it just gets tricky because what is the line between rebuild and tank? The white, I think the White Sox, it was a known thing. 
that they were like, I mean, they were they're bad. Well, there's a lot of teams that have have been doing it, and, and yes, that's the thing. A lot yeah. of teams right. are doing it's, it, and they they're not success stories. They're not smart enough to get back, yeah. or, or lucky enough. Yeah, or honestly. yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. It's the true. draft is it's luck. Well, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of free agent, uh, uh, amateur free agent signings is like, do you, do you back the right sixteen year old kid? That is, I know. That's a huge part of team success is did we pick the right dude from the academy in Dominican Republic or Venezuela? It's wild. I mean, even the Astros, who you would probably most people would say it worked the best, the the tanking for several years. I mean, it's still only like three, four of the guys that were part of that. They're part of that core, but it's still only a few guys on a 25, 26 man roster. Um, so you got to get lucky in other ways too, and, and make other smart decisions. Well, you got to be able to spend. You got to do. You got to do everything do else. It it, it, it it helps. It's a great way to get. Yeah, it's that been part. proven that it works, but they should make it so it's not as uh, juicy. I, I would say this. I think Desirable. those teams that it has worked for it's really just on their draft picks. That's essentially it. And the Braves. People are saying the Braves did it well. The reason the Braves are good is because they signed, you know, two international free agents and they're really good and they signed them for cheap. And now, you know, Freddie Freeman wasn't part of the rebuild. Like they had Freddie Freeman. So who's part of the rebuild for them? Swanson? Braves are a really good org. Uh, if you look at their team page, <laughs> the Braves are a really good organization. Because they're owned by yeah. uh, the people. They're not. Turner? Yeah, but it's like a bit, it's public. Yeah. So basically the people. The people on the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> um. So the owners are meeting in Orlando and that's it. And we just wait and see what they say. But I mean, we're, we're missing April, right? Trevor, you think there's, I mean, just, just logistically, like if they were to say tomorrow, Right, they're moving in Orlando. Uh, so just play the game logistically. If they were to say by the end of this week, okay, we're on, we accept your offer, and let's play. Like let's 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 put things in place, and then they do pitchers and catchers. They can still they can still yeah they're season. fine yes. now yes yes okay March first is like the deadline. I think if they, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I agree with that. If they do, if they say March 1st, we got a deal. We, I think we might push it back a little bit. I, I, I it's not a they situation. Won't, they, they don't care about, they don't care about the player safety, Trev. Well, if, no, they, they, they do, they, they will. Not if the games Jacob, are out there. Jacob DeGrom, all these guys, like maybe, Teams individually, teams will, but the league won't care about the schedule. So if you have to pace back to Grom and you don't see him the first two weeks of the season, they don't give a shit about that. Um, no, March 1st is kind of the deadline because they're still, like the Rule 5 draft has to happen. We still have a ton of free agents that have to happen. There's going to be a ton of trades, but that's one, like basically one calendar month. Um, so there's three weeks I don't think I don't think, and this is going to sound crazy. I don't think the players would agree to that quick of a turnaround. Which, like, sounds like, hey, we want to play, but then you offer to play. Now, but you can't. That's you sound that's like a pitcher, quick. Trev. 
that's who I'm talking about, though. That's who needs the, the in-game rep. So sorry-ass pitchers. But, um, I would say you need – Shit, maybe a month's enough time. I don't know. Seems like you'd be rushing into it. Yeah, we'd get like two innings of DeGrom the first day, and then we'd have to, we'd have to ease into it. Maybe we expand the rosters for the first month or something like that. If they get it, if they miss games, if they don't get it on time, which what? They got three weeks to get that on time? Or three weeks to be close to on time. It opens up the yeah. whole new can of worms where now they have to negotiate how they're going to deal with missing games. So, yeah, it does. And, and like Jake said, we have a, sh- I don't I keep cussing. Sorry. We wow. have a lot of free agents out there still. Yeah. A lot of them. Like, and like, it's, you have to, there's a lot of these guys are going to like determine how a roster is shaped, dude. Like where Carlos Correa goes determines a lot of teams pass and, I just don't see it happening that quick. Like I don't think I don't think the owners want it to happen that quick. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they want to put players in a, a bind and say, "Hey, sign with us. The season's about to start. Take it less money." That doesn't sound like the owners, though, does it? Oh wait, no, no. That's pretty much everything they've said. I do want to say, Maverick in the chat, who I called out a little bit. Thank you for the donation. You did not have to do that. I appreciate oh. the the talking back and forth. We all we're we're here to talk. I'm not gonna. You know, put anybody down. That's what uh, owners have a have a roadmap for a sixty game season, expanded roster in their back pocket. Uh, like you're saying, I think the onus becomes more and more on the players, especially the free agents. I mean, absolutely brutal. Um, and you know, I've talked on here about how crazy Carlos Correa's free agency is. Imagine if, imagine if you know June first they come to a deal. If you're Carlos Correa. If you're Carlos Correa, what what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to negotiate that contract, bring it to every team around the league. They're all going to lowball you. I mean, that's when we start getting into the, like if I'm Correa, I'm I'm looking at like a one year just to do it all over again. So I don't know. There's so many moving parts. Hey, maybe we get the huge update from Orlando on on Wednesday, and just like we've talked about, Matt Stafford, Clayton, and Trev the Super Bowl trophy on Sunday and announce that we're back. But yeah, that's starting to look slim. I know that we're was gonna, looking good for a while. We're going to put together a show with uh, the PA in the league. DBD's working on it. We're going to host. Uh, we're going to host it. Host it. Everyone that watches it has to have a barf bag next to them. Just be ready. Yeah. Well, we'll ask the good questions. Me and Marty Walsh. Well, just just give me a just give me a video of Manfred and Clark shaking hands, and I'll mm. I'll just analyze that, and I'll let you know where we're at. I like that. They should have to meet. Sure. We should just get to see them walk into the door and walk out, and then just side by side their expressions, you know, and then base all of our opinions on that. I don't know what it's going to take, man. I don't know. There's been some verbal, like, mm. altercations going on, apparently, in these meetings. And I read something like that. There's been a lot of cussing. Mm. Wow. Like you today on the stuff. show. I cussed too much today. I apologize. Thank you. That's, it's not me. It's not me. It's not you. 
It's not you. It is me. It's me. We're going to Arizona. We'll be ready. What? Yeah. Oh, Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. We're not calling it a spring training trip anymore, Trev, because spring training might not, might not be going on. It's just called Arizona trip. Just an Arizona trip. We're just going hang. Yeah, we're just going to go hang out, play some uh, sport. Mm. Dudes being dudes. I actually have a lot of people asking me if we're coming out, so we're. I think we're going to have a lot of fun out there. Yeah, I think a lot of players will still be out and about. We will. And then we'll just start our own MLB like uh, – Nutsack said. What? Tyler Matzik. Yeah. Hmm. I think there's there a lot he of... struck out. No, was that Will Smith that struck out all the Dodgers in a row? Pujols, somebody, and then Betts? That was I Will think Smith that was Matzik. No, it was Matzik, yeah. That was, was like Matzik? the most dominant two innings yeah. ever. Whoever it was. It was badass. that big old thing all over the mound. Mm-hmm. That's what he's doing on Twitter. Yeah. 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 All yeah, right. The Braves are, all the Braves guys are really spicy on Twitter right now because they got the ring. Like, yeah. They're like feeling themselves. <laughs> yeah. Good. Like Trevor Ploof. So Wednesday, I guess we'll do something else. Should we all watch? Um, yeah, we're not going to. League of Their Own and then give it a, a movie review. Reenact it. No, that's like, I mean, what are we, MLB Network? We're just going to play a league of their own? No, no, we're not going to play a league of their own. We're going to play a league of their own. We're going to act it out. Act it out. Mm. We yes. each have like three characters. Do. Jake is obviously Rosie O'Donnell and Madonna's character. Thank you. He just has a lot of scenes talking to himself. Both of your you personalities. Have, yeah. Exactly. I was going to say, like, you have that nastiness of Madonna in that movie. And sluttiness, and then, yeah. Yeah. And sluttiness, and yeah. then Rosie O'Donnell's like that's just who you look like. So same perfect. amount, same amount of sluttiness. Yeah, from the three of us, mm-hmm. three friends. Trav, you can be Jimmy Dugan. Wow, I'll be the little wow. kid. No, I don't want to be Jimmy Dugan. Okay, yeah, you've been Jimmy. He's been, hung over too. Jimmy's much. been Jimmy Sick Dugan from the start. He just wanted you to kick it back. So good job. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. Can yeah. play that for sure. Hold on. You can be Jimmy Dugan. Yeah. Okay. I think you're okay. better Ooh, Jimmy Dugan be. anyway. You're better every character. All the way, May. I'm an actor. I'm a classically trained you're, actor. So that's... Trev, you're Dottie Henson. Yeah. yeah. No, because I would never lose purposely. Oh, big debate sister. whether she did it or on purpose Maybe or not. purposely. I think it was. Of course it was on... This is Dottie Henson yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. The league meant nothing to her. She wanted to be a mom. Shit, guys, we're doing next yeah, episode now. Now we just ruined oh, next yeah. episode, ah, so we're gonna need something else. We're gonna watch. A, we're gonna have to watch another movie. Damn, you guys there? Bye. Trev can be both sisters. Madonna's my neighbor. Wow. Should I go play catch with her? No. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you should. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>